1: And welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Anna Wilborn from What Culture here on my own to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we are not only review the show formally known as NXT 2. Oh, but also Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a money quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, all on my own. Stacks has unfortunately been slightly delayed here to look ahead to tonight's NXT. I know what you're thinking. Adam, this is insane. You cannot preview a wrestling show all on your own. Well, you know what?
0: We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway.
1: Because we are What Culture Wrestling. And the What Culture Wrestling podcast has been described by many as... One of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a... His words, not mine, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But before we get into it, and I will try and talk a little bit about this uh, tomorrow as well, when one of the Dadleys will be back. I think we get the full Dadly compliment uh, on Thursday. But I believe Hamflat is going to attempt to beat the jet lag and soldier into the office tomorrow. Um, I want to mention NXT Battleground because... I feel like a proud father. I have had zero involvement in NXT, obviously, but I have been singing its praises. I've been banging the drum for NXT for months, if not years. Everyone loved black and gold NXT, and then NXT O comes along, and it's the, and I don't know how this feels, the red-headed stepchild of WWE. And people don't seem to realize it is it is metamorphosizing it's the ugly duckling that is becoming the best wrestling show of the week and everyone was talking this weekend about night of champions and double or nothing which is going to be the best wrestling show the show that everyone talks about after the weekend well bollocks to both of them because it was NXT Battleground that is finally getting the flowers it Deserves a great show over the weekend. We'll go into more detail, as I said, on tomorrow's review, referencing NXT Battleground. But, I mean, looking at the the card here, I mean, were you surprised that Wesley had a banger? Had a great North American Championship title defense? Is that news anymore? Water's wet as well, by the way. Uh, Noam Dart, we'll talk a little bit more about him and his weird, fascinating new stable, defeating uh, Dragon Lee in that NXT Heritage Cup match. Ilya Dragunov and Dijak. My word, what a resurgence Dijak has had since he came back to NXT. They beat the absolute piss out of each other. And I couldn't be happier that they are finally getting the acclaim um, that I think they've deserved for a while. Gallas are still tag champs. That's good for a reason I'll reveal a little bit later on, possibly even when my co-host finally gets here. Carmelo Hayes versus Bron Breaker with the sort of alignments. Perfect. And obviously Melo being in his his, his hometown. Just what a moment that was. What a reception he got. And, and the right decision, obviously, Mello, retaining the NXT championship. And who knows what is next for Bron Breaker. Perhaps the main roster post-SummerSlam is calling, maybe even prior to that. And it's finally happened, guys. Tiffany Stern is your new NXT Women's Champion. She received, as I'm led to believe by uh, Andy on the news this morning, a standing ovation when she went backstage. And by God, does she deserve it? She has nailed it from day one in NXT. In my opinion, she has hit the ground running. Her character was on point. I know I do the voice right, but it's a sign of endearment. Trust me. Certainly, with some wrestlers, and she just she's had that character nailed from day one, and people have been like, okay, yeah, she's this, you know, daddy's little rich girl sort of thing, she is a damn good wrestler, and, and all credit as well to Lyra Valkyria, who put, you know, helped her put on this uh title match uh, on the weekend, but, Tiffany Stratton's NXT Women's Champion, and in my opinion, she should hold that title for a long time. So heading into tonight's show, first of all, we have a huge match that I will talk about in due course, a grudge match taken to the nth degree in a weaponized cage match. Good luck, everyone. Before that, though, I thought I'd give you my thoughts on potentially who could be next for the champions. Right, let's start with an obvious one. I'll say this now, so not to, you know, butter him up too much when he gets here. Gallus retain the titles against the Creed brothers. There was interference, et cetera, et cetera, right? Please, please, don't break up Tony D and Stacks, and instead have them be the next tag title contenders for Gallus, and I have further talking on that to do in a short while. Right. Wesley, he's already fought Tyler Beard, okay? But it was Joe Gacy who got pinned in the triple threat. And I think Wesley and Tyler Beard could genuinely put on a five-star classic. They are two of the best young wrestlers that has to offer, and certainly WWE has to offer. And why not run it back between the two of them? Because they they just complement each other so well. And it's the age-old story of, you know, a friend slowly being... Uh, corrupted, I suppose, by the desire to win the title that his mates got. More of that sort of thing. Right, Tiffany Stratan is an interesting case because I obviously think she should hold this this title for a while, but, you know, a bit like when Mello won it, you go, okay, who's going to be the first sacrificial lamb? Because there's no way she or he are ever going to drop that title in their first world title defence unless suddenly... You know, someone on the main roster has decided or in control of the main roster, and by God, I hope it's one rather than the other. Actually, they need to come to the main roster right now, but you can't do that with Tiffany yet because you've literally just done that with Indy Hartwell. So, I got a list of the names that I wrote down of who could be next for Tiffany, and I don't know whether I don't know whether I want these because, like for example, I wrote down Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez is one of the best female wrestlers wrestlers in. On the NXT roster right now. And obviously, Tiffany beat her on the road to winning the title. And there's the, the NXT Mystery Attacker storyline, which we've got to deal with as well. So I don't know whether I want it to be her. I think the only reason I would like it to be Roxanne Perez is if they've decided, right, we're going to do one title defense against Roxanne. So instantly, great match. Those two working really well together. Uh, maybe more shenanigans with the mystery attacker in NXT. Maybe uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe Roxanne Perez is the mystery attacker. Who knows? But you do that, you do maybe one more match, and then you put her on the main roster because she's ready. She's more than ready. And she has showcased that on every opportunity, right? So maybe not her, okay? So if not Roxanne Perez, who else could it be? I wrote Gigi Dolin down because... If she comes out of this grudge feud as the victor, that's a hell of a springboard for a title challenger. Then again, do you want to take someone who's just finally overcome the odds and broken free of, uh, of uh, everything that's been holding her back in her eyes and then immediately have her lose a title match? Because that's what would happen if I'm booking it. Sorry, Gigi. Tiffany Stratton's got a win. So maybe you need someone with a real underdog story that it doesn't really matter when Tiffany Stratton, either by just heelish wrestling or shenanigans, retains the title. <laughs> and my bias is creeping in here, ladies and gentlemen. It's very dangerous to leave me previewing and talking about wrestling in a room on my own. I've written Thea Hale down. Because I bloody love Thea Hale. And what a story that would be. And... You've got a ready-made excuse if she do, when she doesn't win, that A, she's, you know, kind of maybe fluked into the position of being number one contender in the first place, and you can either do, like I say, Tiffany doing her things that she does, or all the stuff going on with Chase you and Andre Chase and Duke Hudson kind of getting in the way, and then you refocus the attention on what on earth's going on over there. But I don't know. Feel free send me your suggestions on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Who you think could be the first challenger for new champ Tivenis? Mello is another one. And again, maybe I'm I'm already questioning my decision making here. That's the beauty of NXT. You never bloody know what's going to happen. Um, Hamlet's going to turn up tomorrow. He's going to be completely discombobulated through jet lag and you know being focused mainly on AW. Understandably over the weekend. I don't know if he's even been keeping up with uh, with NXT in the interim, but it doesn't matter because every episode of NXT is a blank piece of paper in it. It just, it lives its own separate weird universe, and that's why it's one of my favorites. Um, so I was intrigued to see this new pairing, or well, I say pairing, new stable. Noam Dar, if you didn't see, retain the Heritage Cup, through the help of what well, he had, Oro Mensa, I believe, in his corner. And then, just as we were in the fifth round, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Jakara Jackson runs down to take the referee, whilst Lash Legend takes the spit bucket <laughs> and nails, uh, who's, uh, nails Dragon Lee in the back with it to allow Noam Dar to emerge as... Retaining the Heritage Cup. Now, I get it. That will kind of hold the Heritage Cup up in stasis for a while. But it's the Heritage Cup. If you're new to this, if you've not been paying attention to it on NXT UK, plus it's a nice trinket that they can carry around and be like, yeah, it's all well and good being champion, but I've got this weird trophy to carry around. I basically, I don't know whether I want it. I think Noam Dar and Mello would actually really complement each other's styles. And I think Noam Dar... Has been crying out for opportunities like this for so many years, and I'm glad he's finally getting it. I just think they could produce some magic in there, and I think there could be, you know, Trick Williams all on his hands to to deal with Aura Mensa, let alone Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson, who've weirdly aligned with Noam Dar despite seemingly, you know, negging him backstage in previous NXT segments. So there's that, and I just am fascinated by what on earth this stable is going to look like. But let me know your thoughts. Who is next for the champions? It's just me today. So any suggestions I will take on board uh, at what culture WWE or I'm at Adam Wilborn on Twitter.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help dot com Slash Whatculture. Moving on, let's talk about this weapon age weaponized cage grudge match. Easy for me to say, because my words, considering what's happened between these two, uh, and I'm not just talking in storyline, you know, I'm talking about the kick heard round the world when she put her through that. Was it Bailey's door? Ding dong hello, they did this. I think it was that kick to them getting busted open. I'm never going to sit here and campaign for people getting bloodied up, but my God, didn't it add to it? To, and I think it was in this same match. JC Jane beating Gigi Dolin in front of her brother. The one issue I have with this, right, is the toxic attraction stuff is an intriguing storyline of like, well, you know, obviously Mandy Rose has disappeared. Maybe she's the mystery attacker. Mandy Rose has obviously gone off to do what she wants to do and has done phenomenally well for herself. So congratulations to her on that, by the way. And you had all that. And then they've weaved in this genuine, real-life trauma of Gigi Dolin. And especially in the world of NXT, it's an incredibly jarring thing for someone like myself. So, do I sit here and say Gigi Dolin's brother costs her the match? I think Gigi Dolin needs to win. I think you look at the landscape... Of the women's division. You've got Tiffany Stratton, as I said, as the new NXT women's champion. You need to build up some baby faces, not named Roxanne Perez, effectively. It's Gigi Dolly. I, I think she's going to win this one, but if these two's past is anything to go by, and their relationship, obviously, if you're working as part of a team um, for as long as they were in Toxic Attraction, there's no doubt that this bond has formed backstage. You know, like they say, the best people you see in, in real hard-hitting wars are people who are genuinely close friends or, you know, even, even related on some occasions because there's that trust there that they can kick the crap out of each other, shake hands when they go back through the curtain, and, and you know, everything's sort of forgotten. I think this is going to be, one way or another, your mouth's going to be agape by the end of this match, a weaponized cage match, a cage match is hard-hitting enough. They're going to hoi all this stuff in there. I'd like to see Gigi Dolin emerge victorious, but if you want to d- uh, develop a, a real stumbling block for people who the, who have to even get past that before they can even get near Tiffany Stratton, my word what this would do for JC Jane as well. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pin pin my hopes on Gigi Dolin in this, I think, especially because, like I say, the the weird realism... Weaved into this storyline, you kind of have to have her leave victorious. Uh, in terms of stuff, actually advertised for the show, that's that's kind of it. But it was announced on the NXT Battleground uh, premium live event. There was a video that said, I have wreaked havoc on the NXT women's division for months. This Tuesday, I will reveal myself. NXT's mystery attacker is going to be revealed. The name is bouncing round for this a while. I mentioned Mandy Rose. I I don't think it's going to be her. I think she's more than happy with her life outside of wrestling now. Nikita Lyons has been suggested, as has Sol Ruka, which I think would technically mean... I mean, it was going to be in Indy Hartwell. Let's be perfectly honest here. I have got Hamfler here to do the gimmick, but it was going to be Indy Hartwell. Nikita Lyons and Sol Ruka, actually, and possibly all these names... Uh, would have to have attacked themselves, but I, I think Nikita and Sol are both still on the shelf, unless that was all sort of fabricated. And I always, I'm always not keen on making people have ammunition to say, well, they say they've done their ACL, but let's not forget what happened with the mystery attacker and Nikita Alliance, for example. So I don't think it's them. Wendy Chu could be interesting because it does feel like her gimmick. And that'd be a, This would be her third now um, that I can remember anyway. She was the thousand-year-old dragon lady, if you remember, and then sleepy. <laughs> Wendy Chu as the mystery attacker could be intriguing, a real different side of her. Danny Palm has been referenced, as has Roxanne Perez. I feel the same way about turning Roxanne Perez heel as I did about Bailey, and I know Bailey did some great and has done some great stuff as a heel. But I think you've got to wait as long as we did for Bailey for a Roxanne Perez heel turn. She's she's too pure for this world to have her turn heel, and she's one of your best baby faces, and she should be a baby face when she goes to the main roster. So I don't know. You know they've been targeted, but then they've also been referenced. Uh, as as potential people behind the uh, behind the the mystery attacker Monica, so maybe it could be someone called Monica. Oh my god, this is your thing. No, um, I I'm excited because especially in NXT, anyone something new starting always has. It, it burns brightly to start with at the bare minimum. Um, so, maybe it's someone new. Maybe it's someone dropping down from the main roster. You know, we, we saw how much that's benefited someone like Dijak. Um I don't know. It, it's going to be a real benefit for whoever this is just to to be able to hang their hat on this. And, you know, you've effectively got what, how many have you got there? Three, four, five? I mean, some of them are injured, but a good few feuds to just straight out of the gate, and obviously you're not going to be losing anytime soon. Um, it wouldn't make sense for Cora Jade to be behind it because she's already done it just out front. I mean, she's the reason why Valkyrie was carrying that injury going into the title match over the weekend. But yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great hook, um, and fingers crossed, more people will tune in uh, to NXT following the the critical acclaim this show's got over the weekend. It deserves more attention. This show, genuinely, I think I think Shawn Michaels is doing a great job. Bit too much wrestling for me, <laughs> for me. I also like the idea of the combination of people hearing uh, all this buzz around NXT and my best friend Maxwell Jacob Friedman's very nice comments at the double-enoughing press conference, and think. Oh, maybe I'll tune in. Oh, there's the that what called Your wrestling podcast. Oh, they've done a preview for NXT, and they tune in, and it's just me in a room talking to myself and hitting buttons like egg on the soundboard. And they're like, "Really? That's that's what's up there in the charts. That's what's getting all this attention from rest." Yeah, it's not like this every week, but it's, it's pretty similar. Right, finally, because I'm just I'm basically just killing time now until he can finally get here. Um god knows how I'm going to be received. You know, he was he's, he's he's warm to Andy, but uh unfortunately Andy at least told me he was too busy uh to do the NXT preview. I'm joking. He genuinely offered Andy, but uh uh <laughs> it's a weird skeleton crew we've got going on in what Culture as we have done for the past week. Um before he gets here, I want to talk about Tony D'Angelo because I love this storyline, tinged with the fact of, please, God, don't break up Stax and Tony D, not at least until they've won the tag titles, like I said, from Gallus. I can't think there's many teams left that can challenge Gallus, and they they had that bloody match won at Stand and Deliver, if it hadn't been for Joe goddamn coffee getting involved. So I at least want another title match Um, I'm ready to be hurt again. A bit like when the Iconics came back and fought for the titles and I thought, well, they're obviously going to win and then I'm I'm going off on a tangent. So, what happens next with Tony D? He's been arrested. He's been charged, I'm fairly certain. So it's almost like he needs himself some legal representation. If only we'd just been introduced in the last week to a wise talking, let's say, and... More on Von Wagner tonight, please. Got a lot of horror, that guy. Um, he's been introduced recently, if you missed it, a wise wisecracking lawyer called Luca Crucifino. Could he be the guy to save Tony D'Angelo? Stax has has pulled all his money together. This is, again, this is me and Sidge and Hamfler writing the... Briggs and Jensen storyline, and then when it doesn't happen, getting incredibly disappointed. But Stax is taking control of the business. He's not the snitch. By God, he better not be the snitch, right? I'll pat him down when he comes in. And he hires this, this lawyer who not only gets Tony D out of this jam that he's in, not only finds out the identity of the snitch so he can have another televised murder, by the way, they they seem to work here. But also, he gets them a tag title match whilst Tony D presumably will be out on parole at the bare minimum. And that evens the numbers with Gallus. You've got Joe Coffey on one side, whilst Mark and Wolfgang are defending the tag titles. And then just when it looks like, oh... The Scottish are going to bleed sweet their own to retain these titles again. Luca Crucifino steps up for the boys. He's on a retainer, and all my dreams would come true that night. But it's all up for grabs tonight. It's only me here today, so I do need to know your thoughts on what you think is going to happen on NXT. Let me know at what culture WWE. Is he here? Oh, I think I can hear Foot is that hang on. Someone <laughs> run into the door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's you. Oh, hi Stacks. Yeah, take a seat. Pull up a chair, mate. It's just me. Where are the other guys? Oh, this they're, they're coming back from uh they're coming back from Las Vegas right now. I love Las Vegas. A lot of people. You're not wrong, Stax, but yeah, it's just me today, oh, so, but don't worry, Hamflot will be here tomorrow, so you can crack jokes with him, oh, I miss that guy, where's Andy, I love him, yeah, feeling mutual, I think, anyway, uh, Stax, great to have you here, why, why weren't you in Las Vegas, by the way, oh, I actually, uh, I had a prior engagement, Stax, I, uh, I was off camping, uh, for uh, my best friend, well, not my best friend. That's Maxwell Jacob Freeman, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, my other um, best friend, Stag Do, we, we, we went camping. I love camping. Oh, do you? That's a coincidence, Stag. Have you got any, any stories you want to tell us? Yeah, you know what, Adam? Before we get into the three jokes, three questions, three jokes, before we get to that, you know what? I, I, uh, I used to go camping a lot with my old man. I actually uh, used to be really scared of campfires when we went camping. Oh, it's understandable, that, that, Stax. Yeah, but after a while, I warmed up to him. Ah! Warmed up to him! Oh, I get it, because of the fire. Very good, very good. Sorry, I'm a little slow on the uptake. Yeah, you dumbass. Um, so what have you... What, what have you got? What was the gaming lights me thinking? What have you got for us today, Stax? I got three jokes, three questions, three jokes for you, Willie. Question number one, it's got the word camp in it, so it still counts as a camping question. <laughs> How can you spot a blind man in a nudist camp? How can you spot a blind man in a nudist camp? Please be careful with this one, Stax. Always treading that line to apologize. I don't know, Stax. How can you spot a blind man in a nudist camp? It's not hard. It's not hard. He ain't got no erection. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Sorry, Stax. Yeah. You know why? Uh, this uh, is not really a question and answer one, this second one, but I'm just going to go with it anyway. I actually went to buy some uh, camping supplies recently. Oh, did you, Stax? What happened? Yeah, I went to buy a uh, camouflage tent the other day, but well, I couldn't. F- can find any ah because they camouflage you get it Willie? oh yeah that's a good one so i have to write that write that one down along with where you've sworn so i have to bleep it myself hey do your goddamn job you goddamn loser right final one for you then i got a gentle i forgot the show tonight you gotta try and get tony d out of that jam yeah best of luck with that um hopefully uh you seen that luca crucifino guy yeah i heard a little bit about him maybe you'll see something on the show tonight you didn't hear nothing from me though Finally, Willie, looking quite exhausted there. What do you call a guy who goes camping during a pandemic? Camping during a COVID. uh, Now I see this. I normally leave this to the devil. Yeah, you suck at guessing, Willie. What do you call a guy who goes camping? During a pandemic. Tentin Quarantino. Ha! Wow, Stacks. Tentin goddamn Quarantino. Go f*** yourself, Willie. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. No need for that, was there? Well, this is the weirdest podcast I've done at least this week. Let me know your thoughts ahead of NXT tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can find me at Adam Wilborn And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. If you want to hear more of me talking to myself in a room, uh, sadly no stacks uh, on the Raw review, but that is available to download right now. I promise normal service will, will somewhat resume tomorrow with the return of at least 50% of the Dadley Boys. But, uh, well, it's been interesting. This has been the NXT preview. My thanks to Stax. Thank you for joining us. We will see you soon. Life's
0: better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind.